Ezekiel chapter 22. Ezekiel 22 here this morning. Praise God. If you want to stand for the reading of the word as is custom here, we'll just read one verse here today and then you can be seated. I'm so glad to be in the house of the Lord and what I feel here today, it's, I believe that God is not done, that he is just getting started and that God wants to uh, intervene in somebody's life here today in a very special way. And so... Would you just let him speak to you and let him begin to move in your heart? Ezekiel chapter 22, we're just going to read verse 30. It says that I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. I just want to preach to you here this morning about the God of the gaps. Amen. Ezekiel, he was a prophet. He had been taken away into exile when Israel was taken away into captivity. And so although Ezekiel was a righteous man, he suffered along with all of the unrighteous people as they were hauled off into captivity in this foreign land. And there was no restraint in Israel. Their sins were so graphic that I'll not even read today what Scripture has to say about the issues and the complexities of things that they were guilty of. But as I read this portion of Scripture today, here it tells us that God is searching for somebody to fill the gap. He had trouble finding somebody in that day. And so why don't we just lay our Bibles down. We're just going to lift up our hands one more time. We're going to ask the Lord to speak clearly to us here today. In the name we pray, God, we come to you. Lord, you know the needs that are in this house. God, you already tilled the ground. You already prepared us today, Lord, that we might receive the word. Lord, I pray that as the seed goes forth, that it would land on good ground. Lord, that it would be able to take root. That it would be able to come forth in us, Lord, so that we could see the fruit of it. Lord, I pray, not just for those who are in here today, in this congregation, but those who might receive this and be watching online or watching even later online, Lord, that you have blessed them, Lord, that they could receive your word, be blessed by it, changed by it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. God of the gaps. Here today, this scripture, it comes to us, as I said, in a time of moral depravity for Israel. They were in a time of brokenness, a time where they themselves had gone into captivity, but not just because of their physical ca captivity, but also their moral depravity. There was a need for an intervention. They needed God. They needed God. As you look around our world today, you realize this world needs God. This world needs a church who will stand up, who will say, look, there is one who is who has the answer. There is one who is the answer. There is one who is the way, the truth, and the life. His name is Jesus. There is one who can heal. There is one who can take your brokenness and he can put you back together. This world needs a church who will point them not just to the church, but will point them to Jesus. Amen. 
I like inviting people to church, but more so I like inviting people to know Jesus. He's the real one. He's the one who can really set somebody free. It's in Jesus Christ that we come and that we find salvation. It's in Jesus Christ that we come and we realize that there is an answer to our problems. I'm thankful for the church for we are the body. We are the body, but it is in Him. This isn't a social club. This isn't just something that we come to every weekend and we just gather together. But this is the body of Christ. And so let's go and let's be the body. Let's be the hands and feet of Jesus as we go forth into a world that is lost and broken. Ezekiel 22 tells us, and I'll read some of the context here if we could just back up a little bit. I allowed you to be seated so that you didn't have to stand for the lengthier passage here that was leading to verse 30. But it says that there are there were hired murderers. And this is speaking of God's people. The Israelites. They were hiring murderers, lone racketeers, extortioners everywhere. They never even think of me and my commands, says the sovereign Lord. But now I clap my hands in indignation over your dishonest gain and bloodshed. How strong and courageous will you be in my day of reckoning? I, the Lord, have spoken. I will do what I said. I will scatter you among the nations. I will purge you of your wickedness. When I have been dishonored among the nations because of you, you will know that I am the Lord. But then this message came to me from the Lord, this being Ezekiel speaking. Son of man, the people of Israel are the worthless slag. That remains after silver is smelted. They're the dross that's left over a useless mixture of copper, tin, iron, and lead. So tell them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Because you are all worthless slag, I will bring you to my crucible in Jerusalem. Just as silver, copper, iron, lead, and tin are melted down in the furnace, I will melt you down in the heat of my fury. I will gather you together and I will blow the fire of my anger upon you. You will melt like silver in fierce heat, and then you will know that I, the Lord, have poured out my fury on you. Again, a message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give the people of Israel this message, that in the day of my indignation you will be like a polluted land, a land that is without rain, that your princes plot conspiracies just as lions stalk their prey. They devour the innocent people, They're seizing treasures and extorting wealth. They make many widows in the land. That your priests, they have violated my instructions. They have have defiled my holy things. They make no distinction between what is holy and what is not. They do not teach my people the difference between what is ceremonially clean and unclean. They disregard my Sabbath days so that I am dishonored among them. Your leaders are like wolves who tear apart their victims. They actually destroy people's lives for money. And your prophets cover up for them by announcing false visions, making lying predictions. They say, my message is from the sovereign Lord when the Lord hasn't even spoken a single word to them. Even common people oppress the poor. They rob the needy and they deprive foreigners of justice. This is the moral depravity that I was speaking of. This is the nation of Israel at the time of Ezekiel speaking this word unto them. This is the the effect, really, of what sin will do. 
when you despise God, when you turn your back on God, this is the effect of sin. This right here, where they turned towards, uh, turned away from God, they, you see them killing, you see them destroying others, you see them trying to get uh, one rung up the ladder by putting everybody else down a few rungs. You see them trying to get ahead by tearing others down. You see them over and over and over the, the effects of sin in a broken society. You see them in this state where there is a gap, a wide gap between where God has called them to be, where God had instructed them with all of his goodness and given them the law, this law that was uh, for them to be able to be a society that was there to help one another, to love one another, to care for the widows, to not loan money out and take advantage of somebody and, and to go and to be there for your neighbor. God's law was a good law. God, he had a good way or he, he had good intentions for his people. He had them set apart from any other nation on earth if they just would have continued following after the ways of God. If they just would have continued to, to love God and to love their neighbors if they would have continued on that path but instead they chose to go the way of the world. Instead they chose to go and wider and wider and wider this margin, this gap began to get between where God's people were supposed to be and where they actually were. You see them in this, uh, this, this place of brokenness, this place of moral depravity. But then the story, as we were just reading, takes a very odd turn in verse 30. One might expect this sweeping judgment from God. After listing all of these things, you know, God, He was even saying that, that I'm going to that you guys are like the worthless slag, that there's going to be things that are going to happen to you that's going to try to get you back on course. And you might expect that after listing all of these things, that instantaneously God says, and now's the time I'm going to do it. That's not what God, what we read. That's not what God says. He, you might expect that the promised anger and the wrath of God would be uh, right there on the spot. You might expect that right now God says, buckle up. I'm bringing my wrath. But instead, we get a glimpse into the mind of God. We get an idea of how God deals with people when they are in a place of brokenness. We get a glimpse of who God is as a righteous judge. That as a righteous judge, first He searches. The one thing that could have stopped this devastation of the judgment of God on Israel was a person. A man. God said, I looked for a person among them who would build up the broken down wall. I searched for someone who would stand before me in the gap on behalf, on behalf of his or her land so that I would not destroy it. I looked for someone who would be among these people. God was saying, I want to find a person, one person, who might be willing to build the wall and make the broken things fixed again. One person who will come and repair the breach. See, it seems that after the wall was built, that there was still a breach that had, had, had to be covered. And God was looking for one individual. 
one person who could stand in the gap. And if he found that one person, he said, I won't judge you for all that you ought to be judged for. See, I want to tell you today that one person can make a difference in the plan of God. (laughs) One person can make a difference in a generation. One person can stave off the judgment of God on an entire nation. That one person who stands in the gap can make all the difference. That one person who will come, they can stop the prophesied judgment and doom. Just look at Jonah. Jonah stood in the gap for Nineveh. They had all the reason for God to judge them and to wipe them out. But rather, or, but rather, God, Jonah went and he eventually, eventually got to where God was calling him to. And when he preached the repentance of the Lord, the city repented. And God, because of one man who did go and preach that God is a righteous God and God is a good God and that you have an opportunity to repent, that God staved off the judgment. See, God... He's just looking for one person. One person who can make a difference. I believe that one praying American can make a difference in a backslidden nation. I believe that one praying student can make a difference in their school where otherwise there would be no difference. I believe that one co-worker, one fervent, righteous man who is praying for their, for their uh, place of employment... That you can make a difference. That one person, I'm telling you, that one praying child, that one praying mother, that one praying father can make a difference in a family where the walls have been broken down and things are not as they should be. That one person can make a difference. One Pentecostal prayer warrior can make a difference in a godless work environment when it seems like there is no God to be seen all around you. I believe that even when God himself has pronounced judgments, when it seems like all hope is gone, when it seems like there's no hope, that one person can make a difference. God was searching for one. God was searching for that one person who he was saying, would you just stand on the wall? Would you fill the gap? Somebody here today, I believe, needs to stand in the gap. That there's somebody today who you could stand up and say, I'll be that intercessor. I'll be the prayer warrior. I'll be the one who's going to keep believing. I'll be the one who's going to keep praying for my family. I'll be the one who's going to keep praying for my nation. I'll be the one who's going to keep praying for my church and my community. I'm going to be the one if nobody else will. I'll be the one. If nobody else is going to do it, here I am, God. I'm going to step up to the plate. God, look at me. It's not because of I'm so great, not because I have all the credentials to do it, but I'll, I'll step up to the plate. Here I am. One person can make a difference. Here's the fact. God was searching. And that day, God was searching. He was looking around. Before he cast judgment, God said, I'm going to look for that one person. God was looking for somebody who had his heart. That heart that says, we're not too gone. This isn't too 
this situation isn't too bad, but, but this could be turned around. He's looking for somebody who, who you feel the pain that God feels when you look around you and see all these innocent lives that are being taken. You, you see all of these families that are broken. When you see somebody who, even, even in them, they, they, they're following after some false doctrine and it, it, it hurts your heart. You, somebody who they are getting everything from the world and they're, they're searching for all, the, all these answers to life's problems and they're doing so. But for them, for them, they, they don't know that the answer is in God. They don't know that the answer is something that you have. God is searching for one person, one person. See, we have every Saturday night a prayer here at the church, and it's been going on all year. We started at the beginning of the year, and, and I'm thankful for those who remain faithful. I'm thankful for those who are here every Saturday night, and it's not because, you know, you just you don't have to be in the building to pray. You don't have to, to darken these doors to, to pray to God, but, but there is something about coming together and re- remaining consistent and, and being here. And I'm thankful for every Saturday night prayer meeting, the, the prayers that go up. And as we come together and we gather together and share about the needs of people, I'm thankful that we can come together and that we can begin to pray. I'm, and, and, and when we begin to pray, that, that God can begin to move. That as we begin to pray that there is something that could change in the atmosphere. That when we begin to pray that God responds. I'm thankful that there is a church that could stand up. And it could be as, as that, that city that's upon a hill. That, that church that's there. And it's, it's making a difference because they say we're not just going to stand idly by. But we are going to go. I'm thankful for a church that is going to go. And it's going to be the ones who's going into the community. And saying can we meet your need in any way. Not physically. But, but if, there's, if there's anything that we can pray for. Let's bind together Let's pray together. Hmm. <laughs> I know speaking on prayer here today, it's maybe a little tough to get the claps. It's a little tough to get the get you behind me here this morning. But that's what God's searching for. He's searching for a church that will pray. For a church that will believe. In fact, I didn't plan on doing this, but if we could. Just for a moment, uh, I'm not coming to close right now, but let's, if, if we could just pray right now. I just got a text from my wife. I forgot to include this in my, in our prayer earlier today, but uh, if we could pray for Vern, uh, the friend of my mother-in-law, Sherry, and uh, he had been given just a few weeks, a few weeks, just a couple of uh, days ago to live and um just got a text from my wife that said that they had just called all the family in as uh, his, his heart rate is in the 30s right now. And I just want to pray as a church right now. If we could just stand in the gap for Vern right now. Amen. Why don't we bind together in prayer in Jesus' name. God Almighty, how do we call on you? In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you would just touch Vern right now. Lord, that you would be there with him. Lord, I pray, Lord, that whatever effect God was had on him, God, in the services that he was in, God, and the opportunities that he 
uh, that he was with you, Lord, that you would just begin to move in him once again. Uh, I don't know, Lord, the extent of his experience with you, but I know, Lord, that you're reaching for him right now. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just touch his body, Lord, that you would give him strength. Lord, that you would be with him right now, that you would meet him in these last hours, God, in this time right now. Lord, I pray that you, Lord, would give him a chance. In Jesus' name, Lord, would you be there right now? You're a good God. You're a good God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. They need you. This world needs you right now. Come on, there's others right now that they need you. There's others right now they need you as a praying church. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, there are sinners right now who they need you. There's a world right now they need you. Would you stand up all over this place? Come on, we can just begin to pray. Hallelujah, God, lift up your voice. In Jesus' name, would you call out whoever it is around you right now who they need you. They need you to stand in the gap for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, God, I need you, Jesus. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would use this church right now. God, that we could stand in the gap, for you are the God of the gaps, God, and you're calling out somebody, Lord, to stand. Lord, where there is a need, Lord, for an intercessor, God, where there is a need for somebody to say, God, would you move? Lord, you're calling out, you're searching for somebody to preempt your moving, God, for somebody to call on you, God, so that you could do the miraculous. Oh, Lord, yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. You can, amen. You can stand, you can be seated, whatever you want. I'm going to continue just for a little longer. Hallelujah. Here's the thing about what, when God began searching in Israel. is What it tells us is that he said he looked among them. Who did he look among? He looked among them, the ones who were broken, the ones who were the sinners, the ones who their life was all messed up. Maybe they were the ones being affected. Maybe they were the ones who they themselves had been uh, beaten down by all of this broken down society and all these things that were awful for they themselves. Maybe they were the ones, they were even doing this, but God was looking among them. He didn't say, let me find somebody who's perfect. He didn't say, let me find somebody who they, they're, they're not affected by, by this brokenness of sin. But he looked among them, the ones who they themselves were also broken. Those are the ones who he was looking among to find somebody to stand in the gap. So if you're here today... And you say, me, I can make a difference. My prayers, look at me, I'm messed up. 
God's looking at you. And God's saying, I want to use you, but I need you to recognize that I can use you. God's looking among them, the ones who are broken, the ones who everything around them was just rubble. And he says, if I could find one of you and you would stand up and say, God, here I am. I'm going to intercede for my nation. Then he says, I will stay my judgment. It's not going to come. Instead, what he found was a whole bunch of people that said, God, I think it's a lost cause. God, I think that I don't really have much to offer. He says that he didn't find an intercessor. He didn't find anybody who could stand in the gap for his people. And here's the reality, is that even if he would have found somebody to stand in the gap, there are some gaps that no person can truly fill the whole gap for. God is searching for a people who will stand up and they will be the ones who will come in as the intercessor and they can make all the difference in the world. But the reality is there's still a gap that remains because the only thing that can cover our sin is the one who created us. And then he came down and clothed himself in flesh. Became one of us and died for our sins as that perfect sacrifice. He, as the God of the gaps, said, even when there is still a gap, I'm going to fill the gap. And so if you today are searching for somebody because you feel like everything in your life is broken down, let me tell you that there is a God who will come and He will rescue you. There is a God who will come and He will fill all the gaps when you feel like nobody's lifting you up in prayer. That there is a God who can come in and He can restore you. That there is a God who He will fill every gap that exists. There is a God who will come in and say, it doesn't matter how wide the chasm is. I can reach across that chasm and I can pull you to me because there's nothing that separates you so much that you cannot be reached by my hands. God, God was speaking through David in Psalm 27 when he said, when my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. When the prophet Isaiah wrote that he saw that there was no man and he wondered that there was no intercessor, therefore his arm, whose arm? The Lord's arm. It brought salvation unto him. In his righteousness, it sustained him. I've come to tell you today that God is a God of the gaps. And that ultimately the gap between us and Him is going to be too large. Yes, He is looking for a people who will pray. A people who will stand up and be an intercessor. But still, even then, God is the one who needs to do it. You are not Jesus. You are not the one who can save anybody. You are the one who can point somebody to Jesus though. And He is the one who can come and He can fill every gap that needs filled you may not be qualified to to give every answer to their problems but God is able to he is the answer he is able to answer everything that they have need of God is a God of the gaps he's a God of the gaps today I'm telling you that there is only one God this is in 1 Timothy 2.5 and there is one mediator between God and men and it is the man Jesus Christ See, when we don't have what it takes, God stands in the gap. 
When we don't have the brain power and the emotional power and the spiritual power, God stands in the gap. When you don't have the want-to and God stands in the gap. When you don't think that you can make it, God stands in the gap. When you don't know which way to turn and you don't know which way to run, God stands in the gap. That God will make up the void. That He will make up that empty place. That He supplies whatever is lacking. That He creates a way where there is no way. That He is a miracle worker and God will stand in the gaps. Because He is a God of the gaps. See, when we take inventory, sometimes we feel like I don't have anybody around me that I can turn to. I don't feel like I have anyone by my side. And sometimes that's true. Oftentimes it's not true that there's nobody. And I believe that that we ought to all have somebody reach out. If you need somebody, reach out. There is a reason that God, he, he built this thing called the church. He established this thing called the church. And that's so that we might be there for one another. So if you're needing somebody, reach out. I know that sometimes you feel like, well, why is anybody reaching out to me? And I know that, and I, that, that hopefully that is how the church operates. But, but if you're in that place and nobody's reaching out, please reach out to somebody and just say, hey, I need you. If you find somebody who they are, are distancing themselves and they're, they're all alone, would you reach out to them? Would you be the one who is reaching out? See, but when you are feeling all alone, you feel like there's nobody that you can turn to, let me tell you that you can turn to the one who's closer than a brother. You can turn to the one who is the greatest friend that you could ever have. The one who said that he was tempted in all ways like as we are. He experienced everything that you've experienced. He may not have gone through every situation that you did, but, but he became a man and he knows what it's like to be in your situation. Turn to him because he wants to come and he wants to comfort you. He wants to fill in the gap. He wants to show you that he is a merciful God. And when you feel frustrated, God wants to come in and he wants to begin to show you that he can come and he can be the way maker. When you feel like there is a need, when, when you feel like you failed him, don't close him off. Don't close him off. Leave space for him because he wants to come in and show you how compassionate he is and how full of grace and mercy he is. God wants to fill in the gaps between you and him. See, none of us really are qualified to fill in that gap. Nobody in here is Jesus. That chasm, that gap can only be met by him. We need to be the intercessors. We need to be the ones who stand up and begin to pray. But you yourself are never going to be able to save anybody. But there is a God who came. There is a God who came to fill in some gaps for somebody today. There are times when you feel all alone, times when you feel abandoned. No human can fill that gap, but God can fill the gap. He can do it so much so that it starts to overflow. He can stand in that place and he can begin to pour into you, into where 
where all of a sudden you say, well, I don't know where this came from, but you can start to minister to somebody else out of your place of brokenness because he poured into you so much that you're overflowing because he's the God of the gaps. He's a God who stands in your loneliness. He's the God who stands in your brokenness. He's the God who stands in your emptiness. He's the one who will come when everybody else has forsaken you. He's the one who will come in the midst of your own sin and selfishness and backsliding and rebellion. God is that father who is waiting for the prodigal son. He's the God of the gaps. When that son, as soon as he made a turn to come home, he went running for his child because he's the God of the gaps. He's the God who fills in all of the in-betweens. He's the one who fills in all the dots. He's the God who fills in all the mortar between the bricks. He's the God who supplies the missing bricks. God is the one who is the missing gate that is there. He's that kind of God. He's a God of the gaps. See, many times broken people come in and they sit in church and they question, can God actually come and do anything with me? You might wonder, can I ever do anything for God? And a lot of times you can't get past your own brokenness and own all the things that you've done. The reality is God, He wants so much more so for you to be full of life and life more abundantly than even you desire. God wants you to thrive. God wants you to thrive today. He wants to fix every gap. He's a compassionate God. He's a loving God. He's a merciful God. He's not the God who's holding you over the fiery pit and saying, hey, if you, as soon as you mess up, I'm going to drop you in. No, he's a God who's saying, let me pick you up and let me fill you up and let me send you on a way to go change a world, to go change your city, to go change your family. Let me fill you up so that you, not only you have been changed, but the whole world has been changed. Because of you. He's a God of the gaps who will come in and he can restore you today. Well, he's the God of your gaps that when your spirit is feeling empty, God can fill you up. That when you come in with an empty cup, God will fill your cup up, overflowing. God, if, if you could just trust him, if you could just open up yourself to him and say, God, here I am. I feel like I don't have anything to give today. But here I am, God. If you could fill me up, Lord, I'll begin to pour out. I'll begin to pour out. And when you begin to praise him, that's exactly what's happening. You begin to lift him up. Come on and do as a church begins to lift him up and to worship him he begins to fill you up and you can pour yourself out or pour him out hallelujah Jesus hallelujah he's the God of the gaps amen if our our musicians could come we're going to come to a close here quickly (laughs) Jesus name See, you don't have to have all the pieces and to know how everything's going to work. You may not even know what all the pieces look like to get your life back together. Here you are searching and you're like, I don't know how 
to get the joy back. I don't know how to get the peace back. I don't know how the finances are going to work. I don't know how the job situation is going to turn out. I don't know where my spouse is going to come from. I don't know this. I don't know that. I don't know. You have all these pieces that you're still questioning. And God's saying, stop worrying about the pieces. I'm the God of the gaps. Just trust me today. Would you trust me? If you're estranged from God today, let me tell you that God can also fill that gap. Really, He's the only one who can. You can't do it with your own good works. Stop trying. I'm not saying stop trying to be good, but stop trying to fill that emptiness by trying to be good enough for God. You're never going to be good enough, and that's okay. I'm not saying that in a way to tell you to, to put you down. But all of our righteousness is as filthy rags to Him. All He's looking for is somebody to just come to Him as who they are. And all of their mess all of their brokenness. He's just looking for somebody today who says, I just want to be real with you, God. And in my realness, I need you. I need you. God, I need you. And I trust you. God, I need you. Every hour, God, I need you. But every hour of the day, every minute of the day, God, I need you. I've tried it so many other different ways, but God, I need you today. I need you. I need you. <laughs> there is only one who can fill in the gap, and it's him. It's whatever you're searching for. Would you turn to him right now if we could stand all over this place? Would you just decide, are you going to fill in the gaps? Are you going to try to fill in all the empty areas of your life, or are you going to allow God to do that? The only way that you can allow God to do it is to surrender to him right now. And as you surrender to him in prayer, with hands lifted up, just like you would surrender to anybody who you held up, put your hands up and just say, here I am, I surrender to you. I mean, you can pray this prayer. God, I thank you today. Out of all the empty places in the human spirit, God, all the broken pieces, God, here I am in all my humanity. God, you're able to fill every single one of them, I believe that. And you are the God of the gaps. God, that great gulf that I feel that exists between me and you and even me and just who I want to be. God, all I know is that the only thing that can fix that is you. So here I am, God, and I present myself. God, I don't have any other options. Even if I did have any other options, you're the only one that would be able to do it. Would you surrender to Him right now? If that's you that's needing to surrender, would you surrender to Him? 
If you have somebody else in your life who you need to pray for, would you just begin to cry out their name? Would you call out their name right now and stand in their place as that intercessor? In fact, if you want to come to an altar right now and just call out his name, he is here to meet you. He is here to fill in the gaps in your life. He's the God of the gaps today. There's somebody right now who walked in here with an unfixable situation. But God is a fixer. God is a fixer. God is able right now. And in yourself, you have so many things that are messed up. But when you surrender everything to Him, He is able. He is able to meet every need. He's able to meet every need right now. Well, is there somebody who could call out in somebody else's stead? Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your community. Maybe it's a co-worker or a neighbor. To call out for them. Maybe it's somebody across the aisle from you or across the sanctuary you could go and pray with them right now would you call call on his name he's the God of the gaps